Imagine a China-Russia military force, the largest combined fighting force on the planet. More soldiers, more tanks, more ships, and more nukes than anything we've seen in recent times. There they stand, together, united against the West. That's where it's headed, folks, and we're in trouble. As our relationship with China goes south fast over spy balloons, Taiwan, TikTok spyware, and of course, Ukraine, the Chinese-Russian axis of evil is getting stronger. On Monday, Beijing's top diplomat, Wang Yi, arrived in Moscow after a whirlwind tour of Europe aimed at strengthening Chinese diplomatic ties there. That's what they said. But I'm convinced the earlier stops were just a cover for his ultimate destination, the Kremlin. And as the war progresses, the China-Russian friendship, the friendship has grown deeper, has grown stronger. Wang Yi went in person to reinforce China's commitment for, quote, advancing global multipolarity and the democratization of international relations, where, quote, China-Russia cooperation has no limits. Now, I say friendship because that's exactly what it is. A friendship without limits, as Putin and Xi Jinping called it at their meeting a year ago. This was as the war kicked off in 2022. And can you believe that as a, as a favor to Xi, Putin agreed to not invade Ukraine until after the Winter Olympics in Beijing were over? Think about this. This is a friendship. The closing ceremony was February 20th. Then on February 21st, Putin invaded the very next day because that's what friends do for each other. But honestly, that meeting was just another in a long history of get-togethers. In fact, Putin and Xi have met 39 times since 2013. The number of times Xi Jinping has met with Biden? Once. Now, while we know a lot about the support the U.S. is giving to Ukraine, now $113 billion by the latest figures that I just heard this weekend, we don't know how much the other side, China, is providing to Russia. So what do we know? Number one, China has not officially condemned Russia for the invasion. Number two, China has been, has been expanding its military production capabilities and is now the world's fourth largest arms exporter, the fourth. Their weapons are getting more advanced. Their drones are one area in particular that Russia would be very interested in getting. Number three, China is already providing non-lethal support to Russia. Experts say China has not overtly supplied Russia with weapons, but may be secretly selling it high-tech products, which could be used for military purposes. There's one expert, Maria Shajina, an expert in economic sanctions at the International Institute of Strategic Studies. She said, quote, there is evidence that China is the biggest exporter of semiconductors, often through shell companies in the Hong Kong and the UAE, directly to Russia. Quote, some Chinese companies are also supplying civilian drones, exploiting the gray space between military and civilian purposes. 
and Chinese companies may be sending Russian electronic parts for anti-aircraft missile radars. And did you know, the U.S. has also imposed sanctions already on a Chinese company called Spacity, which has provided satellite imagery in support of Russian paramilitary mercenary forces. This is a group known as the Wagner Group, and they're fighting in Ukraine on behalf of Russia. Number four, follow the money. China is Russia's most important trading partner. After Russia invaded Ukraine a year ago, Western nations, as you recall, imposed very strict sanctions on Russia. We banned imports of oil and exports of high-tech products. Many Western firms cut their connections entirely with Russia. Even McDonald's pulled out. And trade with the U.S., U.K., and E.U. countries slumped. However, China was there to pick things up. In fact, its overall trade with Russia hit a record high level of $190 billion in 2022. Record high level. And that's a 30% increase on the year before. Number five, China loves Russian gas. While we here in the U.S. and the West are obsessed with going green and signing Paris Accords, Russia has no problem pumping fossil fuels. In fact, almost half of all the Russian government's annual revenues come from oil and gas, half. And while its sales to EU countries have plummeted over the past year as sanctions hit, or as pipelines have exploded, they have simply shifted over to Asia. Russia exported twice as much liquid petroleum gas, LPG, to China in 2022 than they did the year before. It also delivered 50% more natural gas via the Power of Siberia pipeline and 10% more crude oil. Now, while the self-righteous G7 group of economically developed countries, along with the EU and Australia, have tried to impose a worldwide cap on the price of Russian oil, China has refused to comply and buys Russian crude at market price. The two countries, China and Russia, have also agreed to build a new gas pipeline. It's called the Power of Siberia 2. The existing one, the Power of Siberia 1, began operation in 2019 under a 30-year contract worth more than $400 billion. Thank you very much, President Xi. Your generous support is noted. Number six, back to the military threat. China-Russia joint military exercises have been increasing. In the past six months alone, in September, China sent more than 2,000 troops, along with more than 300 military vehicles, 21 combat aircraft, and three warships to take part in a sweeping joint exercise with Russia. That was part of the Vostok 2022, the East 2022, as it's translated. That exercise took place in various locations in Russia's Far East and the Sea of Japan and allowed, allowed more than 50,000 troops and 5,000 weapons units, including 140 aircraft and 60 warships, according to the Russian Defense Ministry. Then in November, Tu-95 bombers of the Russian Air Force and Chinese H-6K bombers flew joint patrols over the Sea of Japan and the East China Sea. As part of the drills, the Russian bombers landed in China for the very first time. And the Chinese bombers 
Well, they flew on to an air base in Russia. And if you think this is ancient history, well, just this past week, Russian, Chinese, and South African forces joined in a 10-day naval joint exercise in the Indian Ocean to brush up on their collaboration. Nothing to worry about, folks, right? Well, and finally, we know Chinese firms have already provided non-lethal support to Russia, but there's new information suggesting Beijing could soon provide direct lethal support in the theater as well. So what do we do? We wag our finger and we warn them to not. And while we continue to send billions to Ukraine to fight our proxy war, Secretary of State Blinken admitted in a CBS interview, quote, we've been concerned from day one about that possibility, that possibility of China and Russia joining up. We've been concerned that there's a whole gamut of things that fit in that category, everything from ammunition to weapons themselves. He went on, quote, we have seen them provide non-lethal support to Russia for use in Ukraine. The concern that we have now is based on information we have that they're considering providing lethal support. Okay, we got that. And we've made it very clear to them that they would cause a very serious problem for us and our relationship. Hmm. Like China cares. Well, if that doesn't make your hands shake, folks, I don't know what will. Let's face it. A China-Russia axis of evil is not good. And it's not going to end well. You know it. I know it. Heck, even Zelensky knows it. And he even said it earlier this week. If China allies itself with Russia, there will be a world war. Guess what, President Zelensky? China already does ally with Russia. And the clock is ticking. Thanks for tuning in, Wolfpack. If you have something you see and you want me to look at it, let me know in the comments and I'll do my best. Until then, keep fighting the fight and keep on prepping.